Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Podcast Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C. and Ro Moran coming to you live on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod and here on Facebook, facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. If you're listening to us on the audio-only version on Spotify, thank you very much. Uh, we hope you can leave us a five-star rating and tell your friends that we exist. Uh, before we get the show on the road, how are you doing, Ro? I'm okay. Late kind of realized that Chinese New Year for the bukas. Yes, there's that too. There is, no, there is no work. And I didn't realize why everyone at work was so was rushing their stuff this week. Anyway, yeah. just, just want to say hey to uh, our friend, Cornelius Lowe, who asks what love teams are. In the Philippines, uh, we call pairings, uh, on-screen pairings, uh, romantic pairings, love teams. That's the word for it here. Or like ships. I, yeah, yeah. I realize that it's not a universal term. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, just want to say a quick Happy Chinese New Year, Kong Si Fa Tai, or hope you get rich to everybody uh, who's celebrating Chinese New Year tomorrow. You know, I'm I'm, I'm really relieved na hindi ako pasok ng office because for the first time ever, nobody's coming up to me and saying, "Oi, paingin ng tikoy," you know, because I'm sick and tired of people coming up to me and asking me for tikoy just because I'm Chinese. So thank God I did not have to deal with that this year. And that is so, yeah. Jen- Dial Jen, I don't think we'll be getting any Tikoy this year. <laughs> I, don't, I don't live <laughs> well, I anywhere. Huh? I'm at an I, I don't live anywhere near the Chinese centers that you know produce a Tikoy. And uh, usually I get it from the office because the office admin gives out Tikoy to everyone, care of the big boss. Uh, since we're in the office today or this week, this year, we're not bring Tikoy. Yeah, uh, if if you guys want to send some halo halos, though, we'll take that. So smash those hearts, send us those halo halos. But I'm going to say, 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 I'm going to
I have no idea. But if, if you have yung mga uh, tikoy that you can send our way, uh, hit us up. Hanap tayo uh, way for you to send us some tikoy, right? Okay, uh, let's say hi to Waki Mendoza who's already chiming in with his favorite love team. We'll get to that in our Throwback Thursday segment in a bit. But first, we got to start with some news in and out of the ring. And I want to start with Bad Bunny. Because we didn't really get to talk about Bad Bunny last week. We did mention him and yung involvement niya sa Royal Rumble. But now we have a better idea of what Bad Bunny's role will be in WWE moving forward. And ako, as a Bad Bunny fan, sobrang saya ako because I love Bad Bunny for just doubling down on his pagka-fanboy on taking it seriously enough to be training at the Performance Center. Because the rumor is that he will be in a WrestleMania tag team match alongside Damian Priest, which is basically who he's been with uh, since he started showing up on TV. And they'll be taking on the team of The Miz and John Morrison. So, Ikauro, what are your thoughts on Bad Bunny and his presence right now? Uh, Bad Bunny is definitely good for the company. Uh Siyempre tayong mga matatanda. I can say na matatanda na tayo. Kasi we are, we've been fans for what, more than 10 years, almost 20 years. Um, in a few years, no? Siyempre yeah. we don't understand what the kids like nowadays. And uh, <laughs> a lot of people in our generation will definitely not understand the power that Mr. Bunny has over the kids. So to me though, Anything that makes wrestling relevant to uh, a more mainstream audience, a younger generation that didn't really grow up on wrestling, uh, this is good. This is a good thing for sure. And it's good. It's a good thing for Damien Priest, for Miz, for Morrison, even Angel Garza for getting involved with Bad Bunny. on these on these segments and interactions that are being picked up by Bad Bunny's fan base and the, in the mainstream media. So good thing for them. Uh, I just don't know if Bad Bunny can be good enough in the ring by uh, in two months' time. Sana o, uh, sana gumana, and uh, I hope he takes well to the business, to the to the basics of wrestling. Yeah, um, Bad Bunny has such a huge reach. Like on Twitter alone, he has two point six million followers. So that should give you an idea of how how big his influence is. And kahit sabihin mo na his music isn't really English speaking. The fact that other big artists in the English-speaking sphere of, of music collaborate with him says a lot about yung kanyang staying power. So he has collaborated with Drake. If you've heard the song Mia, that's a Bad Bunny song. In the video, Bad Bunny is wearing an Eddie Guerrero t-shirt. Uh, Bad Bunny was also on I, uh, I Like It by Cardi B and J Balvin. So, you know, ang, ang dami ng collabs ni Bad Bunny sa totoo lang. Uh, so it's... Uh, it, it's kind of weird that we're getting some resistance, I guess, from American audiences who don't appreciate what he brings to the table. But the numbers don't lie because if uh, you look at the reports of merch sales since Bad Bunny's merch became available on WWE Shop, four out of the top five are Bad Bunny merch. Nice. That's I huge. didn't even know he really had merch. So I don't, I don't know what the merch looks like. Uh, I'm sure that it appeals, though, to the mainstream audience, to, to his fans. So good for them. Good for WWE then for getting that merch, but, merch money. Yeah, it's basically a Bad Bunny x WWE collab. So it's a big deal, the fact that he's making money. And if you're curious, who's uh, nag-iisang nasa top five, that's Roman Reigns. Oh, of course, of course. Oh, and I, I read that somewhere, that it was Roman Reigns. So it also justifies then, in a way... Uh, Roman's uh, hold on the on the main event scene and his and the Universal Championship. Yeah, 
So, okay, guys, uh, what do you think about Bad Bunny and him having a WrestleMania match? What do you think about what he brings to the table? You can leave a comment on Kumu and on Facebook. Hit us up, and we'll try to get to your comments along with our shoutouts. All right, next up, let's talk about the Elimination Chamber, which is happening in a couple of weeks. So, on next week's live stream, we'll preview natin yan. We'll do predictions. So far, ang na-announce pa lang na Chamber match is the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match. And that features all... Uh, mga former WWE champions. So you have Drew defending against Sheamus, The Miz, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, and Randy Orton. Now, taking a look at this field, the youngest guy is Drew McIntyre at 35. And almost everybody is in their 40s. Miz will be 40 by October. Randy Orton will also, also be 40 by this year. So um, I guess in question, Dito, and this is sort of tangentially connected to the Royal Rumble, is does age matter? Because... People online have been saying that these are all old guys. These are guys in their 40s. Is there a problem with that? All right, here's the thing. Here's, uh, there's a really fine distinction between age and who your superstars are right now and whether or not you have uh, new stars, up-and-coming stars. So the first question, does age matter? Yung, yung numerical age, yung mismong, yung, yung anus mo. No, it doesn't matter because uh, it takes forever. Speaking as a wrestler, it takes forever to get everything right uh, to be good enough for the WWE. Uh, it, it sometimes, or most of the time, it takes wrestlers until their early 30s to even get good enough to be in developmental NXT, diba? So, hindi siya something that you can really get into for everyone, get into early for everyone. It's not as easy as guys like Randy Orton or Brock Lesnar or, or John you know, Cena. Yeah, John. John Cena make it seem. So talagang, by the time a lot of people get to the WWE, they're in their 30s. And by the time they get uh, good enough to be pushed to the main event or on the main roster, they're likely in their early to mid-30s. Or for some cases, mid to late 30s. So talagang malayu yung path, mahaba yung path. And if we're going to base it on the number, the numerical age alone, then it's not really, it's not really it. It's not it at all. But uh, the, the problem with this elimination chamber is that they're literally going to the stars that they built 10 years ago, uh, with the exception of Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. Because AJ Styles was from a different company, uh, a couple of different companies. So uh, the problem here is that you really sacrifice a chance to build some new stars, maybe get like Matt Riddle or... Bobby Lashley even, who is also old. Keith Lee. Uh, Keith Lee, who is old at 36, when you think about it. deserving of exposure on that level did not get the exposure. Instead, you go back to the stars you made uh, 10 years ago, and then you wonder why the fans are complaining that we're not getting anything new. Right? Yeah, um, to me, I well, I agree now. Uh, the Randy Orton's, the Brock Lesnar's, the John Cena's, the Pete Dunn's, and Tyler Bates, they are more of the exceptions than the norms. And I think the proof really is in the pudding based on the wrestlers we're seeing now, you know, who, who are getting signed. So, yun, it, it really will take a while. When you think about it, I mean, yeah, I want to take out Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. You know, the other uh. four guys, I can keep them there. I can't really think of anyone else to put in there because Keith Lee and Matt Riddle are busy with Bobby Lashley. Sino pa yung mo? Like when you mentioned that uh, there are guys who are probably deserving, who would you put there? If not Keith Lee and Riddle. 
first of all, I, I would probably not make the elimination chamber for the, the for the WWE Championship. I would rather make it ano, for a shot at the title at Fastlane. Because when you think about it, the chamber made Sheamus look really dumb after turning on Drew last week. Because okay, the idea nila is that they'll do one on one, right? And then they yeah. spent this week. They spent what three segments on Raw this week trying to justify Adam Pearce's decision to uh, to hold an elimination chamber and bypass the decision to go one on one. So talagang uh, nagmukhang tanga there. But the good thing is at least they try to clean it up. Kaipapano, though. Um, as for the original question of who I would put there, I would just, I would just really put Keith Lee in it because I I know people want to see Keith Lee, and. Uh, I'd rather leave Matt Riddle and Bobby Lashley to their own feud. Because it really looks like they're giving um, either of these guys a good push. And I would just rather add Mick, uh, Keith Lee to the mix and see what he can do inside an Elimination Chamber. Yeah, maybe we can uh, add like uh, Mustafa Ali or a member of the New Day. Right? Oh, you um, oh. if, if that's what you want to do. Former, former world champions, Kofi, you know, Right. Uh, Kofi, by the way, is also in his 40s now. So, yeah. uh, that's another name. Cesaro is also turning 40 or has already turned He's already 40. 40. Yeah. Yeah. See, Daniel Bryan is already 39, if I'm not mistaken. He's turning yeah, 39 around, this year. That age, uh... Yeah. So, you know, it, it really gives you a, a picture of how old or how young your favorite stars are. So, yeah. Uh, we've got more to talk about. We'll talk about Kenta breaking down the Forbidden Door because we didn't last week. We'll also discuss Steve Cutler and the controversial decision to fire him, along with our predictions for NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. All of that is on deck. But first, let's tell you how you can help support the podcast through your online shopping. Ro, let's start with, uh, with Lazada. All right, guys. Valentine's Nap. But if you haven't, you know, bought a gift for your significant other yet at this point. Major late now for Valentine's. But, I mean, you can still buy what they want uh, in time for next week for after Valentine's, right? And whatever they want and need, hashtag Nasa Lazada yan. And whenever you buy from Lazada, you can also uh, support the podcast in doing that. All you have to do is uh, use our affiliate link at tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x lazada again that's tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x lazada uh, a portion of your purchases will go a long way in keeping the lights on helping us do what we do here at podcast network asia and the wrestling wrestling podcast uh, the thing to remember is you have to use it on mobile uh, that's how it counts the uh, commission just type in uh, tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x podcast on your mobile browser, and that's how you can help us out. Thank you. All right, now uh, we're gonna get to shout outs in a bit, but first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Now, hold on just a minute, player. That's a Teddy Long reference for you. If you're probably wondering how a few wrestling fans who put together a podcast for their love of wrestling have been able to collab with brands here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, well, the answer is simple. We use Podmetrics. So if you have a podcast, no matter what the size is, you can sign up now at podmetrics.co. That's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot C-O and use our referral code, Wrestling2XPod. 
All caps, one word. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G, the number two, the letter X, and the letters P-O-D. Again, Wrestling2XPod, all caps, one word. And hey, it's a great way to show support for the show as well. Now, if you're an advertiser and you want to collab with us on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, who are we to say no? You can head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. Again, that's Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. All right, let's get this out uh, to some Kumu shoutouts and Facebook shoutouts. All right. All right, Shrimp has joined us on Kumu. Jetro Aroa Gabon uh, has followed us on Kumu. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Michael underscore Ice has joined us. Blissful Traveler, Jessa the Young, J. Ross Lang Malakas, Papski, Achilles 1986, uh, Angeline Reyes, Starlats, Gracie0924. And Kyle here has said Ibushi and Naito are going at it for the IWGP uh, Intercontinental Championship only. And that is something we will talk about uh, later on. We can do that for sure. And All say right. hey on people the face people on Facebook. Say hey to Jeb Brigada who says that this Sunday is Vengeance NXT Takeover Vengeance Day. We will definitely predict that show later on. Thank you for loving the background that I have, even though it's kind of glitchy because I mentioned Lagisha. And say hey to Ernest Colin Balita. What's up, man? And Chino Magdaya. What's hey up, guys? Balita? Thank you so much for joining us here on the stream. All right, uh, let's talk about Steve Cutler first because we found out uh, over the weekend that he'd been released from WWE. So the reason for that is uh, he tested positive for COVID and that was a result of him attending a New Year's Eve party. So, yes. yeah. So that was that that alone was already a bad look because, oh, because he's released COVID, uh, what makes this situation worse for everybody involved is that his WrestleMania plans involved Cutler and Blake being in King Corbin's corner, so six-man tag siya, against the Mysterios and Buddy Murphy. So now, both Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy have no spot at WrestleMania kasi kulang-kulang na eh. So how do we break it down first here? Oh, uh, wait. We got to clarify. It's not a WrestleMania storyline. It's just a storyline on SmackDown. So uh, they were supposed to continue it in New Year. I said they started it in December. But then yeah. uh, Cutler got COVID positive. Then he got released. Uh, to me, okay, um, the rumors say that Vince got mad that Cutler tested positive. Because he promised guys like Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. They wanted to protect themselves from the virus. Uh, they, he promised them a safe environment. And then I'm I'm assuming uh, Cutler having COVID jeopardizes that safe environment. But uh, as Diana Parazzo uh, clarified on Twitter, when they found out they had COVID, uh, it's not like they stayed around to uh, infect everyone at work, right? So to me, if you did that and you were kind of responsible enough to do that, to go home at least, maybe you shouldn't get fired. And... I think the firing is such a knee-jerk reaction just to save face for Vince's, for Vince's side. Even though technically, the fact that you're all there running a show and you know allowing, uh, allowing people in the audience, uh, NXT, so Capital Wrestling Center, that's all really putting everyone at risk. You're not really on a moral high ground to, to fire Steve Cutler for getting COVID, which is already a bad look in itself. 
Yeah, uh, let's also clarify a few things. Number one, see Diana Pratt, so we mentioned her because if you didn't know, she is Steve Cutler's partner. So that's why she's kind of acting as the spokesperson on their behalf in this situation. Uh, Second thing to clarify is that we're also not excusing Steve Cutler and Diana Pratt for being in a gathering, especially given that there's a pandemic. And that, you know, we're, we're not sure about yung, uh, how, how efficient and effective these vaccines are pa rin. Kasi, diba, uh, these are new. And yung data natin that are available surrounding COVID-19 is still inconclusive at best. So if you're going to take this whole situation and put it on the subreddit AITA or Am I the Asshole, I think the verdict is everybody sucks here. Uh. Diana said on her Twitter rant, na, "How come yung iba na nagparty naman den and nag COVID naman den? Hindi sila na fire, hindi sila na punish. That's actually true. That actually makes sense. Uh, why why does Katie wait? Why does Casey Cadenzaro get a pass? Right? Why is she still booked for the the women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic? So it's so stupid because yes, you punished uh, Cutler." But at the same time, you also took away spots from Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy uh, on TV. So you kind of uh, spite you kind of you know uh, spited yourself as well in doing that. Talagang napaka rash and not thought through. Like yeah, I probably would just job them out on SmackDown or something because like, oh, hey, you deserve that. Like the way uh, Velveteen Dream gets jobbed out now whenever he's on NXT, right? Uh, you didn't have to go as far as firing him, I think. Yeah, napaka double standard kasi, di ba? Uh, and, and we see politicians here in the Philippines say it all the time, the law applies to all or none at all, pero it never really gets applied. So, sana man lang, uh, you know, Vince and company actually followed suit here. So, everybody sucks. That's, uh, that's our verdict here on the podcast. Okay, let's talk about some AEW and NJPW. And let's uh, address the forbidden door. So Kenta's now in AEW. I just watched the main event. Nila. Sobrang insane brawl between uh, John Moxley, Lance Archer, Kenta, and Kenny Omega. I'm really happy that this is happening. Uh, I, I love babyface Lance Archer. I love his pairing with John Moxley. Uh, Kenta finally being inserted into AEW canon. Mox finally bringing the IWGP United States Championship to AEW Dynamite. Holy crap. These are big developments. And uh, Don Callis is actually taking credit for this on TV. Sinabi niya mm-hmm. na from the moment na Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega and Don Callis brought the gang together in, what was it, 2017, 2018? You know, they already planted the seeds for this. And whether or not that's true, ang ganda ng story. I love how it's developing. And it's basically all the major non-WWE promotions coming together with a common goal. Whether or not they actually hit that goal is a different matter altogether, but I love that they're giving it the good old college try. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's just funny because it took NJPW forever to do this. Because apparently that uh, AEW, when it first started, it wasn't going to survive. That's what they thought. That's why they didn't partner with AEW at the beginning. But now... Uh, they found out for themselves that, oh, real deal pala to. Uh, legit pala sila. And uh, big time pala sila. So now, they need John Moxley. They don't want to take the U.S. championship off of John Moxley for some reason. I don't know why. It could have been so easy to strip him of the championship. But ayaw nila eh. They would rather just do that. And I guess they opened themselves 
to sending over Ken, not just Kenny, uh, Kenta pala, Kenta over to Dynamite just for the right to use uh, Moxley on NJPW Strong. Because that's the only place he can be right uh, at right now. So he can't fly to Japan right now. So good for them. I don't know if it's really to uh, attack WWE or to be better than WWE. All I know is it's working pretty well. Uh, fans really love this uh, crossover of many different companies. And got to give the people what they want. Yeah. Uh, speaking of giving the people what they want, it looks like Kota Ibushi, who's now the double champion in New Japan, will be facing Tetsuya Naito for the Intercontinental Championship only. So this was brought up by one of our viewers on the Kumu stream earlier. And I think this is a great idea because finally, we'll be opening ourselves up to the idea of splitting the two belts again. Yeah. Um, feeling ko they finally realized na okay, uh, the U.S. Championship isn't our Title B, and it's not gonna come back to Japan anytime soon unless they really wanted to give it to Kenta or whatever. So Yun uh, finally getting back the Intercontinental Championship and the legacy that it has. Good for them. I think Naito should win this. I don't know when the match is gonna be, but I think he should win it. Um, he deserves to still be a champion uh, in NJPW right now, and I think we already had the moment of oh, hey, Kota is gonna. His double champion, he's God for whatever that's worth. And uh, we can give someone else the rub again. And uh, by extension, give other people the rub. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Kota Ibushi being God, diba? Like that was his story heading into Wrestle Kingdom this year. And if you were watching Dynamite today, you will have noticed that Don Callis called Kenny Omega a god of professional wrestling. So I don't know if they're planting a seeds for an eventual Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega champion versus champion match. I hope it happens while Ibushi's champion. Uh, but the fact that they're already teasing it a little bit in that respect, oh, as a wrestling fan, sobra excited ako for that. Uh, any thoughts on that idea, Ro? I think it's going to happen. Uh, um, they have already opened the door. Kenta's already here in AEW. Um, it's only a matter of time until other people other than John Moxley uh, end up in, in JPW. So... I think that if you drop a bomb like that, kung maghihint ka ng ganun, it's likely to happen. Uh, as we all know from the concept of Chekhov's gun, uh, I think it's now more possible than ever. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we already have an idea how Don Callis operates. So I think that should already give you a sign of where things are going for one Mr. Kenny Omega. Now, uh, since we're still talking about AEW and we're going to talk about NXT for a little bit, I want to do a quick poll for our live viewers for oh. mga nasa Kumu and on Facebook. If hypothetically, a local TV network decided na, oh, parang okay dalhin sa Pilipinas yung NXT or AEW. Uh, since it airs live, diba, from the US, Thursday AM, Thursday morning Manila time, when do you want to have it on TV? Sabi natin hindi pwedeng same day telecast. Sabi natin it's a day or two after. Would you like it on a Friday, on a Saturday, on a Sunday even? Let us know in the comment section. Uh, I will tell you that we have some friends in high places who may be listening, who may be watching. So let us know in the comments if you were to catch AEW or NXT on Philippine television. On what day would you prefer to watch it? We'll be waiting. Uh, just hit us up in the comments, all right? While you do that, we're going to be getting to our predictions for NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, which takes place on Sunday in the U.S., Valentine's Day. Uh, dito sa atin, Monday yan, Manila time, Feb 15. So as early as now, we're going to tell you we're going to be doing a watch party again on our 
uh, Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon. So if you're not yet a member, please sign up over at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. We do live watch parties uh, as part of the many benefits of being a wrestling wrestling podcast patron. Shampre meron din tayong merch like the, uh, the face mask, which I can send over to you once you sign up. And you can do that for as low as 250 pesos a month. All right. Uh, now let's get to the card. We've got a stacked five uh, five match card as every takeover uh, has, and we're gonna start with the NXT North American Championship: Johnny Gargano versus Kushida. Is this Kushida's time, Ro? I think so. I, I really think so. They've been pushing Kushida for so long for um, a lot of that time. Parang walang direction. He's been winning, pero walang direction. So I think we've had our fun with Gargano being champion. I think this is a championship that's worth uh, passing around to people who deserve it on the mid-card. Kushida has, has to win this. It's likely that he won't. Finiko, they'll still keep Johnny as champion. But I really would like to see Kushida win this. Yeah, I feel like it's Kushida's time. I think that he's been running in place for so long and finally he's got momentum. Na siya. And now that they've given him this edge, na he doesn't. He, he's a baby face who gives no Fs. That, that's Kushida right now, right? He went uh, after Velveteen Dream. Now he's at going after Johnny Gargano. And he's really out to injure people. So I love this edgy Kushida. And I would love to see him as North American champion, even for one month long. Give him a one-month reign, let Johnny win again, or let some other heel come up in the process. But for now, I'd love to see Kushida win. Right, let's talk about the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. We've got the finals on both the men and women's sides. Let's start with the women, ladies first. It's Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Atishotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. Na confirm na ba nila na yung winner magiging uh, number one contender to the women's tag team championship? Yes. So William Regal right. said that they'll receive a future opportunity. Future opportunity. Okay, that's that says a lot. Uh, I want. Dakota and Raquel to win because I still think they're pushing Raquel. They know what they have with Raquel. So I want them to win. I think either team could win, but they're my picks. Yeah, I think the feel-good uh, result, which you kind of always want to have when it's the first, it's Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. But I think the logical pick is Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I mean, we couldn't give Candice LeRae a win here, so we might as well give Dakota something big to, to win, right? And if Raquel Gonzalez is really on this path of being the female Batista, I think that she needs a huge win on this stage. She already got war games. I think something like the first ever or one half of the first ever Women's Dusty Cup winners is another uh, notch in the belt that she needs to really get her, get her over the top. So yeah, let's go, go to the it. men's side. Naman. And I'm loving this bracket, how it all shook out because we're getting MSK and the Grizzled Young Veterans. I didn't oh, expect this to be the finals, but I love it. Sarang sarang na brackets ko, guys. Um, I never penciled M. Well, nobody penciled MSK because nobody knew MSK was beat was part of the of the tournament in the first place. I think at this point, since uh, we're not gonna get an, a new tag team champion app by the time Takeover rolls around, I think it's just MSK's to win. Although I really would like to see GYV get their due. It's it, it can go either way, but. Okay, okay. I'll just I'll go for GYV and give MSK the 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 star making loss, if you will. So yeah, I'm gonna diverge someone here and say I'm gonna pick MSK 
just because they're the brand new team. We don't know much about them. And giving them this win on in their first ever tournament opens up so many doors for them. You can really build them up as a as a babyface team that everybody can get behind because they're the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic winners. But you can also turn them heel not long afterward because they're going to be very arrogant and be like, yeah, bagong salta kami dito, pero we're already a big effing deal, BDE and all that. Diba? So oh. I think it opens up a lot of doors for MSK. So I'm going to pick them. Yeah, it's, okay. I think it's good booking that either team, Patisa Women's, either team can can realistically win it. So kudos to them for for throwing a really good tournament. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to pick yung uh, NXT Men's and Women's Championships in a bit. But first, let's get to some responses to your question natin kanina. If AEW or NXT were to be picked up by a Philippine TV network, kailan yung gustong umere? Aaron in the comment section says Saturday. Uh, Uncle Al or uh, yeah, Uncle Al says Friday night for AEW. Chino Maglaya says Thursday nights para same day. And then replay pa pag weekends. Wow, demanding. Not, pa, bad. not a bad idea. Huh? Sabi pa niya, wag lang talaga pa commercials. Well, I hate to break it to you, but the commercials are what'll keep the show on the air. So yeah, man. <laughs> we we yes, kind of need those uh, commercials, bud. Uh, I mean, don't you like commercials? They give me a break from the action. Uh, Steven of the Geeky Ones says Friday night for Dynamite. Okay, yun. Not, not a bad idea. Uh, uh, John Marie Ferrer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get the John Marie's response, bro. All right. Uh, he says that when it comes to AEW's broadcast and yung TV 14 rating nila, a cable channel in the Philippines is good for that. So I think that's going to be, if it happens, that's going to be where it's going to go. But for WWE, uh, he's rooting for TV5 to continue broadcasting. But what is TV5? Well, one sport is part of five, technically. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't know that. My bad. Don't come for us, TV5 friends and one sports <laughs> friends. Uh, if not TV5, he wants ABS-CBN. If they make a comeback with a franchise, GMA Seven, dao pwede, because GMA has NCAA now. Pwede, um, sure, I think that could work too. Lance well, I hope says, these people are listening. Yeah, Lance says uh, AEW should be shown on Thursday at 9 a.m. Same time as a live broadcast. Uh, historically, that's never happened in the Philippines, only for pay-per-views. And I uh, look what that happened. Uh, look what that did to uh, no, the Jack TV, right? So, uh, tall order na siguro yung, yung live telecast for AEW and or NXT uh, on Thursday mornings. Technically, uh, you have SmackDown airing live naman on one sports on Saturday, so you have that. All right, all right, sorry, my bad. But I will say na, you know, given na may mga day job din naman tayo, I think prime time pa rin is the best. Para at least, iba, makakapag-decompress tayo after a long day and we can watch our Dynamite or NXT or whatever wrestling show that is sa gabi. So Smackdown there. on one sports works kasi Saturday morning in eh. So you, yes. you're at home, uh, you're doing nothing, or ideally not working. Uh, yeah. You just have cereal in your hand and you're in the couch. So that, that works. Friday is a good spot for Filipinos. Right, right. So, so yeah, leave your comments in sa Kumu and on Facebook. We'll get to more of them as we go along as we finish yung TakeOver Vengeance Day predictions. So let's go to the Women's Championship and it's Io Shirai versus Mercedes Martinez versus Tony Storm. Ito sobrang random nito for me because two weeks ago, Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm were a tag team. And now they're throwing pot shots at one another. Uh, meanwhile, there's Io Shirai cutting a fire-ass promo in Japanese on NXT television, which I love. So um, I, I am all in on Io Shirai talking smack in straight Japanese. I, I would love to keep seeing Mercedes and Tony Storm in the championship picture. I just hate how 
ang ang random nitong matchup na to. No, the story isn't as nonsensical as it seemed. At first, they got together by their common hatred of uh Io Shirai. And then when they lost in the Women's Dusty Tag Team Classic, dun sila nagka-initan. Um Shempre, they lost, so they blame each other, and then now they hate each other. And then it also so happens that they're challenging or they're gunning for the women's championship in NXT. So I don't think it's as nonsensical as you make it sound. They've do they've been doing a good job of telling a story. It's it's just that for some reason hindi siya tumatataksakin. Um, it's not super compelling to me. I feel like Mercedes was shoehorned in, and then Tony was kind of shoehorned in after the. After the War Games match last last year, so it wasn't. Uh, no, I think they're just doing their best to um, make it compelling. I think Eo's doing her best with that promo she cut. I don't think it's as compelling when Tony and Mercedes are on the mic, but they're just doing their best. And for sure, uh, it's gonna be a good match. Um, I don't know if Eo drops the title here. Feeling going deeper. I'm gonna disagree and say that I think it's the best time for her to drop because triple threat, eh. so she'll always have, a, 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 she'll always have a way to keep challenging for whoever wins, whether it's Tony or Mercedes. Uh, that's weird. Um, I don't know, man. Feeling uh, good, I would say that Io puts uh, extends her championship reign because it's it's a serviceable championship reign for NXT. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is the you know the big event that she loses it in. Okay, so again, uh, different picks. Tayo. I'm gonna pick Mercedes Martinez to win here. I think that Io Shirai needs to look kawawa at some point. And while she's been a dominant champion, parang parang may kulang eh. Uh, like I really want Io to be a babyface, na believable badass paren. Pero may moment na she's backed into a corner, and then she'll get all feral. You know what I mean? So that's what I want out of my Io Shirai. So there, uh, those are our picks. Okay, uh, let's get to the NXT Championship. Finn Balor takes on Pete Dunne. Huh. Man, um, I kind of want Pete Dunne to win, but I don't think so. I think, um, I think Balor is still going to be the champion after this. Feeling called, um, they're kind of saving the kayfabe money match with Edge with this. Parang... Feeling ko if if Pete Dunne wins, parang giveaway na, eh, na Edge isn't gonna challenge for the NXT Championship, even though we all know that he's going after Roman Reigns. I would like to keep the mystery here. I don't think it's Pete Dunne's time, even though it will be a welcome, it will be a welcome decision to have a new champion. I just think um, it's not time for Balor to lose yet. Feeling ko if Balor loses, it'll be to Kyle O'Reilly. I I think Finn Balor now. Is playing the same role that Neville played in 2014. So, mm-hmm. yun. Hmm. That that is a deep cut there. Um, I don't think uh, Neville was being a gatekeeper then. I think he was just you know a big name, um, a, a medium name in a sea of other medium names. Ito si Finn tal- talagang ngayon gatekeeper siya. Okay. Sige, sige. Uh, what about you guys? What about our, our viewers, our listeners on Kumu and on the Facebook stream? Let us know in the comments what your picks are for TakeOver Vengeance Day. Uh, we want to hear them. And uh, let's see kung uh, same batay ng picks or if we diverge somewhere. Now, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about 
yung favorite love teams, ships, romantic pairings natin in the history of wrestling or at least in the histories of our fandom, whether it's in the in WWE, in WCW, in the Philippine scene, you can let us know as early as now. We'll get to them in our Throwback Thursday segment. But first, let's let our listeners know how their online shopping via Shopee can also support the podcast. All right, guys. You can also get the stuff that you need and want on Shopee. It also uh, goes a long way. Every purchase, you know, it goes a long way in helping keep the lights on at the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast at Podcast Network Asia. All you have to do to help us out is to use our affiliate link for Shopee. That's tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee. That is tinyurl.com slash WWPXSHOPE. Hey, Chi Liao here host of the new podcast on Podcast Network Asia called Class Clown. Now, I try to learn about the world through the lives of different professionals each week alongside by another stand-up comedian. The topics are limitless. The jokes are aplenty only here on Class Clown. All right. Let's get let's get right to it. Uh, we're talking about yung ating favorite love teams, favorite ships, Romantic pairings in wrestling for today's or for this week's Throwback Thursday. So uh, let's get to the comment section and start off with Jackie, who says Otis and Mandy Rose. I think that's up there. Like, kaita may recency bias, it's up there because of the way that they booked Otis to be such a lovable oaf, and how by WrestleMania everybody was rooting for Otis and Mandy Rose. And uh, it's also notable because it was. One of the few love teams or ships, uh, whatever you want to call them, that actually worked out in the end. Like a face got the girl. Uh, usually you see the face getting pie-faced uh, by love. But he actually got the girl. And he wasn't like a model type or a guy next door type. He was really just uh, a lovable oaf, as you said. So I think a lot of people saw themselves in, in Otis and cheered that he got the girl. All you need to do to get over is to give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah. And and look at Otis now. I mean, sure, he's not a champion and sure, he lost money in the bank, but technically, he's still with Mandy Rose. So that's still a yeah. win in my book, right? Ricky is asking uh, if real-life couples count. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we celebrate all kinds of love. It doesn't have to be kayfabe love. It can be uh, real uh, shoot love, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Uh, Lance, one of our patrons says, Vicky Guerrero and Edge. That is classic at this point. Yeah, um, <laughs> they had so much fun doing that. I think Edge recalls uh, they had so much fun. Even though uh, it doesn't kind of age well because uh, you can tell that they were really just making fun of Vicky at the time because, uh, you know, yeah. Vicky was a cougar. Um, she also wasn't super conventionally attractive at that time. It was kind of cringe when you look at it now. But uh, at least were, Edge was a heel, right? So it wasn't like he was expected to be a paragon of romance and virtue. Right? <laughs> uh, some, something that uh, showed that art could imitate life or vice versa. Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. That is a classic one as well. Yeah, uh, although that, that, that did not end well for either. For, for Miss Elizabeth, actually. It was when it was... Um, at, the, at this very peak, it was really good love. And a lot of people growing up at, during that era had them as their pegs for love. So uh, people may, uh, they, they made people feel things. So yeah. it's a good enough. 
Uh, ito si Jackie, she's mentioning a romantic storyline in wrestling that also got me invested because this was when yeah, we got yeah. into wrestling. Trish Stratus, Chris Jericho, and Christian. So if you remember in 2004 uh, or late 2003, Jericho and Christian bet on a Canadian dollar kung sino sa kanila unang makakascore kay Trish Stratus or Lita. Yeah. So it eventually became a complicated story whereby WrestleMania 20, Jericho and Christian uh, were no longer friends, no longer tag team partners. And then Christra, uh, Trish Stratus kicked Jericho in the nuts and made out with Christian on the WrestleMania stage. Yeah. Uh, I remember Bruce Pritchard, I think it was, saying that Christian wasn't comfortable with the pairing with Trish Stratus. Because at that time, uh, and, yeah, he, he had um, just gotten married to yeah, Denise. He just got married about to Denise. Kalamo close tayo, you know? And he wasn't uh, comfortable with it, which is why it didn't last super long. And parang eventually, it kind of moved to being a partnership with Tyson Tomko and Trish Stratus more than it was a partnership between Christian and Trish Stratus. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Jomari in the comment section is clearly trolling. He goes, Ric Flair and Lacey Evans. <laughs> you might as well include uh, Don Marie and Al Wilson. Good God. <laughs> God bless Al Wilson's soul. Good sport to Al Wilson. A lot of people are saying uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon uh, definitely power couple goals. For uh, sure. Even for before sure. they became uh, a real-life couple, they had to be an on-screen couple back in the Attitude Era. Uh, people really like that, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think everybody would uh, love to live in a fantasy where you marry the boss's daughter and you eventually do become the COO. You became child of owner. So yeah. I mean, to be fair, the boss's daughter was pretty hot. Oh, yeah. All things no, no, no. Yeah. Not, not was, sir. Is. She oh, still I, is. Nah, I'm just saying, nung, nung, at the time they got married, which was when we were in our teenage years, right? Yeah. That was like, uh, not, not saying that she's ugly now, but peak uh, Stephanie hotness. Oh, for me, right now, current Stephanie is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, pa ba? Ricky says, uh-huh. Rusev and Lana in the tank. Yes. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So if you didn't know, uh, Rusev or Miro has gone uh, on Twitch and he revealed that he and Lana did it inside the tank in which they uh, came out from WrestleMania 31 or WrestleMania yeah. play button. They had so sex. So there was that. Never looked back. Yes. Uh, Ricky brought, brings out a really good one from the past. Major deep cut to Randy Orton and Stacey Keebler. Yes. Uh, nobody really remembers it. I mean, uh, Ruthless Aggression kids will remember it because it was one of the few pairings that happened back in the day. But it didn't last long because I don't think anybody really bought the fact that Randy Orton was a good babyface boyfriend to, St- to Stacey Keebler. Yeah. Because... He ended up uh, RKOing her anyway, just to prove that he was an un- he was a badass to Undertaker. Yeah, and I think that was also the story that eventually wrote Stacy out because she was on her way out by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. John Marie Dave says Scott, CM, Punk, CM Punk and AJ Lee uh, still a pretty good uh, pairing to this day. Yeah, uh, really good for each other. Really good mm-hmm. stuff. Dave Scott says Goldust and Marlena. So that's uh, that is that's clearly a '90s pair. Yeah, uh, uh, Terry Reynolds and Goldust did not end well at all. Um, I think uh, back then Goldust was not, you know, the best uh, human being outside the ring. So uh, both of them changed for the better. 
Uh, Jackie says Stacy Keebler ended up dating George Clooney anyway, so she won. Well, yeah, that's true. I, that's yeah, true. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron says Deborah and Austin. Yun, that's another ill-fated relationship. No, guys, come on. That that's Austin not good. Beat up Deborah. Yeah, <laughs> not not good. <laughs> I mean, Austin Austin is celebrated today because for the most part he says and does the right things. But there for was the a time in his life. When Stone Cold Steve Austin wasn't the best role model, and I mean in that in more than just what he did on WWE television. Uh, so yeah, let's go to something uh, positive. Panaman ng news so far: Scarlett and Karrion Cross. We haven't really been hearing anything negative about them. Yeah, uh, they are good for each other. Um, I think it's parang it really works when your uh, on-screen gimmick or act is ano, together as ano, uh, because you are a real-life couple. So yeah. I think they have really good chemistry with each other. <laughs> and uh, Scarlett works really well as, um, I don't know, Cross's harbinger, her yeah. his messenger. The, the Angel of Doom, as uh, yeah, Wade yeah. Barrett calls her on commentary. Uh, Ricky's mentioning Cody and Brandy Rhodes, siempre. That's another that, that's another pair in a power couple, a couple of goals, diba. Triple H and Stephanie para sa AEW, no? Yeah. <laughs> we can say. We can definitely say. Uh, Lance mentioned the Golden Lovers, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. Yeah. Um, it is one of the better uh, pairings that we've ever had in modern wrestling. Cause for one, it's not uh, a hetero pairing, right? And it kind of helps people accept homosexuality in a way, even though they're not uh, really, I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't know if they're really a couple in real life, but they act like one back when back when they were in good terms, you know. So I like this modern pairing, if you will. Confirmed uh, that they, uh, are they confirmed what? to be LGBT? Sina Kenny and Kota. Um, I you know what? Somebody in the comments, maybe Lance, maybe Stephen, can say for sure uh, better than I can. But I don't know because I, I personally don't know. Please don't attack me. I personally don't know if how much of an act is the whole thing or is the, is the thing, diba? So um, are they really into each other? Can somebody tell me? Are they really into each other that way backstage? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kenny's by. I think he's come uh, gone on the record to say that. But I don't know. I can't confirm. And, and I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I do um, remember Kenny saying he's bi. I just don't know if they're in a relationship and if they were really into each other like that. All I know is, you know, uh, Koda got into a kiss battle once at the beginning of a match. So that's as much as I know. Yeah. Uh, Ricky says The Rock and Lillian Garcia. Uh, shout out to the late Viscera. Uh, you know, <laughs> Viscera and Lillian yeah, Garcia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know what happened there. Um, I don't know why it, it was like the proto Otis and a Otis and Mandy. Uh, you had Viscera who wasn't really your stereotypical lover boy, mm. and then he was trying to woo Lillian Garcia. And then when Lillian finally, you know, came around, he he decided to run with the Godfather's hose, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he turned heel anyway, and that yeah. broke her heart. That was really sad. Uh, somebody in the comments mentioned Nia Jax and her hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did hurt. <laughs> the hole did hurt. 
I, I swear, that's probably one of the best parts of Raw this week. <laughs> My whole... <laughs> R-Truth and the 24-7 Championship, that is another good, good one. For sure. Uh, Steven says on Kumu, Eric Young and ODB. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> Kota Ibushi and his neck. Um, I don't think Kota Ibushi <laughs> loves his neck too much, guys. Uh, you know his relationship with his neck. He is willing to hurt it as much as he wants. Uh, Ricky brings up another classic pairing, Trish Stratus and Mickey James. This is a Sort of problematic, but wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, undertones and all that. Yeah, Aaron brings but, up... Yeah. Aaron brings no, up Eddie Guerrero and China. I like this pairing because even though it was comedy, it was China who was clearly the dominant one. She was the champion, right? so they were portraying her as the dominant figure, the dominatrix, if you will, compared to Eddie who was basically brown-nosing her the whole time. Uh, if I remember it correctly, I believe someone said it in an interview somewhere, but I don't think Eddie was into the, the pairing. Yeah. Um, I forgot exactly what his reasonings were. I believe parang okay, medyo conscious siya. Oh, he's he's with someone else other than his wife, right? Uh, on screen. I don't know if that was it. Um, I'll have to look that up again. But uh, he wasn't into it as much. And that's probably why it didn't last too long, I think. Uh, Dromery brings up Edge and Lita. Uh, that, is, that is classic, but it's also pretty problematic from one, how it began. <laughs> two, how WWE exploited the relationship. Three, how they they forced Lita to have the live sex celebration yeah, segment. Yeah. Which nobody wanted, not even Edge and John Cena. Yeah, so sobra problematic now on all fronts, even though it's still very memorable 15 years later. I will say, though, that Edge and Lita were, uh, they, they did exude that hotness, yung pagka, yeah. pagka carnal of it all. So they did that very well. Yeah, um, I would say that Edge and Lita is an okay pairing because they really did like each other. They loved each other. They didn't want to hurt Matt Hardy by working in a story with him. It didn't work out because, you know, a lot of things happened. It just wasn't set up to work out. But, Yun, if you are going to go by what they felt for each other, then it wasn't bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Babyface producer Nika is in, the, is in backstage and her mind is blown right now because she didn't know <laughs> na lang sina Edge and Lita. To have the live sex celebration. Yeah, yeah. so Lita actually revealed that recently lang on Twitch. So, Dave Scott with a good shout out to Bianca Belair and Montez Ford. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Daniel Bryan and AJ Lee. Thank you for mentioning Bryan and AJ. <laughs> that did not turn out well for Bryan's championship hopes. Yeah, but at least we have that moment to remember. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy that you know, things worked out the way they did because that eventually led to the Yes movement, to yes Uh When Sheamus signed the World Heavyweight Championship when he was here a couple of years ago, he actually wrote down 18 seconds. And to me, <laughs> a Daniel Bryan fan, that meant the world. So good stuff. Uh, Team Little Big, Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman. Yeah, I like that. It wasn't forced. There. It wasn't, they, they didn't really act on it. Until uh, a few weeks into the mixed match challenge, um, they just built up on the natural chemistry that Br- uh, Braun and Alexa had. But um, it was weird for Braun to have to be in a romantic angle, so that didn't uh, work out too much. But I liked it. I would have wanted to see where it, where it, where it would have gone. I say, me chemistry said that. 
Well, it did go somewhere, diba? When the Fiend started uh, messing with Braun Strowman and then later Alexa Bliss. Yun, yun yung resolution yeah, but, mo. Yeah, but, you know, that wasn't really much. I mean, it wasn't like the the natural rom-com setup that they had in the Mixed Match Challenge, diba? I guess it doesn't help na right now we don't like Braun because he's an a-hole. So, yeah. there's that. A uh, couple of real-life pairings here in the comments section. Tia Trinidad, uh, formerly known as Elena Vega, and Alistair Black. And, of course, Edge and Beth Phoenix. Billy and Chuck from Aaron. Aaron says, uh, brings up a really good one from the... Ruthless Aggression, Nina Shah added Aaron. Billy and Chuck, which the uh, which I was first exposed to on the video games. Like, I wasn't watching Raw or SmackDown yet at the time. This was around 2002, 2003, 2002, Seguro. And I had only been playing the video games on PS2. And then Billy and Chuck were a team. And then it wasn't, or I think there was one story in season mode where they were together, but I didn't really understand it. And then I don't know if I believe that they were gay on screen. But man, <laughs> so medyo problematic din siya, no? when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, hindi lang medyo problematic talaga. <laughs> Uh, John Castillo, yeah, yeah. John Castillo brings up a deep cut here from SmackDown 2004. Kenzo Suzuki and Hiroko Suzuki, really mm-hmm. good stuff there. Uh, Kenzo Suzuki was pushed too early <laughs> on SmackDown. Uh, wasn't you know the best he could be. Yeah, uh, it didn't help. Nah, nobody could really help him get over the language barrier either. Yeah, so yeah. that didn't help. You know, help him and Hiroko eventually. Uh, Dave Scott mentions Brock and Sable, and then Aaron mentions Miz and Maurice, mga real life uh, couples as well. Oh, I, I'm a fan of Miz and Maurice. Like I, I really like them for one another. Yeah, um, um, that they have chemistry. Looks like they're really best friends with each other. Yeah, yeah. and you know and, they're both conventionally attractive Hollywood types. So yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. That's actually it actually makes sense. That's why uh, they have a good reality show. I I, I, I snicker there because Ricky brought up Pearl, Paul Burchill and his sister Katie Leah. Oh boy. Uh, oh Major Deep Cut though from what 2007, 2008. Paul Burchill was back on TV. He ditched the pirate gimmick. And then together with his on screen sister, Katie Leah, who was way too close, the parang ano, parang step siblings relationship on the PH, if you know what I mean. Feeling ko nga sila yung, ano, sila yung uh, prototype for this genre that's really popular on the hub. <laughs> On the PH. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a doomed one. John Cena and Nikki Bella. Womp womp. Man. <laughs> Man. I, I, just I, love, I, I just love that John Cena's proposal on WrestleMania is there for the rest of eternity. Now, it happened uh, at Mania in front of the whole world. It's there. Um, their kids will watch the WWE Network on Peacock one day and go back to that WrestleMania. I think it was what? 33? Yeah, 33. 33. And ask, who is this man <laughs> proposing to mommy? <laughs> Why can't I see this man proposing to mommy? Um, <laughs> uh, of course, there's Seth and Becky, the main event couple. How can we yep. forget the Messiah and the uh, the man or the mom? You know, there mga comments. Uh, Tajiri and Tori Wilson. I still uh, watch some old clips of this because reasons. Uh, John Murray says Miz and Asuka. They weren't a love team. Sorry, man. Um, they were just a really good tag team who also had chemistry with each other. Like they could be, they could have been something more than friends if they really wanted to. But 
alas, uh, we all know Miz is married and Asuka oh, is married and has yeah. a kid. No, Renz, it wasn't mentioned yet. So thanks for joining us. Kite the Medjolate. You can probably just backwatch the rest of the stream or listen to the audio only version. Totally fine. And yeah, like I said, I love any Tori Wilson references here on the podcast. Jamie so. Noble and Nidia from John Dude. Christopher. Dude, <laughs> that is that's a deep good. Cut. 2003, 2004. Early 04, um, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys should watch No Way Out 04 for the yeah, blindfold um, match. That was you know, Nidia being blind as well, having that gimmick. That's that's pretty nuts. Uh, Charlie Haas and Miss Jackie, that's another deep cut. Um, they were married up until last year, so they're now Yeah, divorced. man, they got divorced, man. It, it's kind of sad because they, you know, they were a real-life couple on SmackDown. And they actually used that for stories with Rico in 2004. Yeah, and then they got divorced, man. It's so sad, and then that's why Charlie is looking older than, as old as he is now. Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, if you guys have any others, uh, of course, Pahabal, Daniel, Brian, and Brie Bella, real life uh, power couple yeah, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to uh, keep commenting, let us know. You can hit us up on Twitter at Wrestling Two X Pod, or you can hit us up on next stream here on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod, or on the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Now, as we wind down here, let's get to our picks of the week and let's start with you, Ro. All right. Uh, my pick of the week is from last week's NXT. I haven't had a chance to watch uh, Dynamite or NXT yet uh, today. So I'm going to go with uh, last week's main event Undisputed Era versus Champa and Thatcher for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Really good takeover quality match. Um, really, uh, really brought it against each other there. All right. My pick of the week is from Raw. And we take a crap on Raw all the time. This is a podcast. Better for a change. I'm going to mention uh, a segment on Raw and talk about Edge's promo on The Miz. So I love that because Edge basically took The Miz to school. And he said, you know, you can mind games. And he basically uh, broke down The Miz's logic with his own logic. And it made sense. Yeah. And it's very uncharacteristic really made- of a promo on Raw. You really made Miz look dumb there. But okay, I thought you were here to elevate talent. Why are you making Miz look dumb? I think it had more to do with Miz not getting a chance to fire back at that. But uh, okay, I get that Miz isn't really the young talent that he's there to elevate. But oh, that was kind of selfish, dude. No, no, no. I would blame creative here. Because normally, we're familiar with creative basically scripting these promos. Even the Miz, I'm sure, gets the bullet points. So the fact that that was the best they could come up for the Miz, that's sobrang indefensible for me. It's really indefensible. I don't know. I don't think that was a Miz. Uh, I don't think that was creative because at that point, that's Edge. I don't think Edge will let someone else script the the segment. Exactly, which is why I give Edge the credit. Yeah. So if Edge was there to make it better, why wouldn't he give Miz a shot to redeem himself? Oh, you know, he's a But I, Nedjo, went into business for yourself there, man. <laughs> uh, Ricky says his pick of the week is Nia Jax's hole. Okay. Oh, one more thing. Why is, did anyone explain, did I miss something? Why is Angel Garza suddenly with Miz and Morrison? Did anyone explain this at all? Well, well, no, 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 he disappeared. Yeah, he disappeared with them. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think I think yung yung role ni Angel Garza ngayon as Ricky uh, posits in his raw reviews on smartkenry.com is to be the third wheel for any team that needs a third wheel. So see Andrade and Zelina Vega, Miz and Morrison, you know. There. No, I just that's you his know, role. 
I just wanted to. I just wanted wanted him to say something. Oh, maybe he wanted to dress up like Miz and Morrison. You know, maybe he just wanted to wear suits. Well, something. So lang si Mr. Bunny. <laughs> lang. Okay. All right, there you have it. Those are our picks of the week. You can leave yours here in the comment section as well. And as we get out of here, we gotta let you know that. Just because you're a listener of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, we've got a special hookup for you, courtesy of our friends from Mr. Speedy. We can give you 50 pesos off your first delivery on mrspeedy.ph or on the Mr. Speedy app, which you can download on the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, or the Huawei Mobile Gallery, and use our promo code Mr. Speed, uh, Wrestling Wrestling X Mr. Speedy. Again, it's the word wrestling spelled twice, all caps, then the letter X, then M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y. So again, Wrestling Wrestling X Mr. Speedy, 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery available here in Metro Manila, Cebu, Davao, and all other major nearby provinces. And we also got to let you know that on Monday, Manila time, we've got a live watch party for NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. So Ro, let's tell them how they can be a part of that. All right, guys, if you want to be a part of our exclusive Patreon community, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Guys, for as low as 250 pesos a month, you can not only watch the pay-per-views with us on Discord, uh, but you'll also get you know exclusive access to our post-show reviews, uh, exclusive access to our merch, uh, which we're sending out right now to everyone who signs up. And also part of a growing community, a steadily growing community of people who just want to talk about wrestling and a whole bunch of other um, perks and benefits that we could have when we grow even bigger. So if you want, you can just sign up again. That's patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 a month. Uh, the link is there. Thank you, Jackie, for spelling it out on our comment section. Uh, again, if you only want to support us. Thank you. And please read smarthenry.com. It's uh, still going. We are actually about to celebrate our sixth anniversary this April. Oh, yeah. So it's a big yes. milestone for our humble little wrestling site. We're approaching our 4,000th published article. So thank you to all our readers. And we hope you can keep supporting smarthenry.com as well. And I have another podcast. So this Chino, you can check out his podcast called The Class Clown. It's also part of the Podcast Network Asia family. And my other podcast is called On Deck with Stancy. It's for... Everyone who loves radio. So this week, it's a Valentine's episode featuring Andre Ko and Sarah Hernandez, formerly from Monster RX 93.1. They talk about yung, uh, how, how their relationship started on the radio or in the radio station, and then it blossomed into them being a power couple as hosts and entertainers. Uh, we've also got something special happening on Tuesday. February 16th. So ito, uh, this is something that we don't regularly do, but we're actually going to be live on Kumu again. Yeah, uh, this time on Kumu exclusively as part of, you know, a slate of guestings thanks to our podcast network, Asia Family. Next week on Kumu, that's uh, February 16 at 8 p.m., we will be talking about Elimination Chamber and the Elimination Chambers of the past. So please, guys, jump in. We're going to be reminiscing about uh, former uh, previous Elimination Chambers and all the good stuff that comes with them. Yeah, so there. Please catch us on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. And for any wrestling discussions you want to have with us kapag hindi tayo nagpa-podcast or kapag walang streams, admin Angelo, kakahabo lang, okay lang, you can catch us on Spotify. Please follow us over there, download the episodes, or hit us up on social media, facebook.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Same handle on Instagram. For Twitter, it is at wrestling2xpod. And for Kumu, it is at wrestling wrestling pod. 
Huge shout out to Babyface producer Nikai, who's backstage keeping everything together, and to the rest of the Podcast Network Asia team, who's doing everything to help us keep doing what we do best, and that is to be the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. Send Chino some love. He's in the States right now. He will be there until for, for the next month, basically. At Chino Supersize, hit up Ro at Ro is War and hit me up at underscore Stan C. And on behalf of the entire Wrestling Wrestling Podcast team, first of all, happy Chinese New Year. Kong si Fatai. And uh, um, hope you get rich. And happy Valentine's Day as well to everybody. Stay safe, mask up, and don't forget to register to vote. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.